Ladies and gentlemen, another episode of Triflix Cast. I'm Tristan Watkins. This is Ridge Harris, our guest of the day. So this is the show, if you're not familiar, where we try to bring on innovative, creative, entrepreneurial people, people trying to make a difference in their community or just trying to better themselves in their way. Uh, and with that being said, we have Ridge, a gentleman uh, that goes, he's a lyricist, I would say. He's I a poet. That. <laughs> he, he is a renaissance man, not only trying to practice the arts of music, but he's also trying to pass practice the arts of catering chef work uh just a master in the kitchen and uh, of both kitchens in a way yeah yeah Be- beats and food yeah yeah so uh thank you for coming on Rich. Hey, thanks for having me bro it's yeah. good to be here good I'm, I'm really glad because i've known you for a long time we've uh we've always kind of bonded over music and just creative arts in general uh so it's been like kind of a long time coming mm-hmm. yeah so sure. people uh may be not familiar with you what could you explain who you are like what are you what are you doing what are you doing out here in the world um so like you said i'm ridge ridge harris you know what i'm saying musically i go by ridge of sog um, what's sog sog is servants of god really yeah i thought it was son Mm-mm. man i'm learning S- yeah serve servants 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 of god yeah well i guess it is just servant now since it's just me it's the it started as a group really yeah okay so um, but yeah, that's pretty much what it means, man. We go by, you know, um, just the gospel, the truth. And, yeah. you know, we came up with the idea years ago. Yeah. And it just stuck. Yeah. So, How long have you been doing music then? Uh, man, my whole life. But recently, I would say, um, when we did SOG and made that a thing, we it was like 2015. So about five-ish years. Five-ish years. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, was that about that? So originally, I mean, we'd known each other through school, but there was one time where we started doing a project together, uh-huh. and it was going to be a music video, which never got released. Never got released. Uh, we just uh, <laughs> we put a pin on it. I think I might have the footage somewhere. So what, what that time frame, was that about 2015, 2016, right after you started? That was about 2016, 2017. 2017, okay. Yeah. All right, um, yeah. So, um, so since then, uh-huh. uh, you've had a lot of life changes. You know, you go from yeah. being this single guy out here running streets and trying to make music and now you got not now you got the family going on right yeah absolutely praise god for it man yeah i know it's a good thing whenever you can finally find somebody settled down with right yeah man yeah so how is um as you as you're starting to like produce music what was that journey like between that 2015 you said you may have had some friends with you trying to produce to getting to where you are now like what was that journey for music um the journey was long and strenuous just because of a lot of hiccups Mm -hmm. um 2015 i lost my dad 2016 i lost my mom and my grandpa all in just yeah probably within 12 months apart of everything right my parents were like half a year apart yeah yeah so with that you know i did produce an album i got an album out of it Mm -hmm. you know shout out to brian harris he's the one who produced it um yeah but uh it's just been it's been tough it's been harder but it's gotten easier since i've learned how to deal with grief and all yeah. that kind of thing yeah. so we've yeah. actually actually that's a topic we you i used to bring up a lot with guests asking them how how do you whenever you're feeling down when you have those negative emotions what is the way that you deal with it or the way that you found best or most healthy way of dealing with it so i'm curious you know for somebody that's gone through a lot in a short period of time and trying to get through that have you found any healthy ways of 
handling that stress or that uh, I don't know whatever sad feelings you're getting in those moments yeah man meditation mm-hmm. dude that's the biggest thing I would offer anybody is meditation like for me I like to sit out in my car in the backyard mm-hmm. and I'll light a cigar or whatever you know I might have a drink with me but I don't let it drown me yeah. I just listen to music and I pray and I sincerely like as if God was with me, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm just talking it out, like yeah. trying to understand it. I also journal. Um, journaling has helped my penmanship, literally. Yeah. So, I mean, that helps a lot, you know, so meditation, journaling, prayer, those are the mm-hmm. biggest things. And then having your fellowship of brother, your of brothers around you. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, you can have sisters too, but as a male, it's difficult. So, yeah, some, yeah, it's just that healthy boundaries. And I, I agree sometimes, uh, you should stay with uh like likewise mentors and all that try to find people to connect with um but yeah that's pretty neat uh whenever you're talking about like basically are you trying to say like reflecting like trying to to process all that Mm -hmm. and everything yeah man that's dude i'm a processor like i have to even when i speak man like i'll think about it Mm -hmm. before it comes out yeah you know and it's the same way when things have happened to me or i've gone through certain experiences like I all I gotta process it because if I don't, I'll lash out. And when my dad died, I lashed out. Like yeah. I, it was different, but it prepared me for my mom's death. So yeah. I didn't do the same things that I did, and mm-hmm. I didn't indulge myself in things that wouldn't suffice. Yeah. So. Yeah. Right on. So um, since then, you've had a you've had a couple of jobs. And you jumped around, you know, trying to figure out what it is that you want to do in life. Mm -hmm. And now you're currently uh, doing GM work for uh, for food Mm -hmm. in the food industry, I'd say. Mm -hmm. Um, What has been your experience of like as you're growing up and you're you're learning how to handle your emotions? I know like as a male, sometimes you're you know, you don't have to worry about that. That's not a a guy thing, but you're you're starting to learn how to handle that. What is um, your career looked like? And that in that timeline of that 2015 era to 2020, that five year span of going through jobs and uh, learning how to to grow and evolve in that process. Man, it's been it's been a blessing, man. Honestly, like after when my parents got diagnosed with cancer, um, I left school Mm -hmm. and I quit my job. Uh, school is in high school or college college and you were studying at that time criminal justice religion and spanish okay so you drop out criminal justice and spanish great combination yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah man so like i uh i drop out i quit my job and i just take care of them right Mm -hmm. so then you know after they pass um actually the one of the directors at um, Foundation for Youth came up to me and was like, "Yo, I be, I'm interested in you to do this program, to teach this program to our young adolescent males at FFY." Yeah. So I was like, "All right, cool, bet. You know, I'll go <laughs> ahead and do it." Yeah. So, and that's been life changing in and of itself, teaching the youth and teaching them traditions and and chivalry and things that are important for young men to know. Yeah. And so things that they may not be learning on their own or with their families. Absolutely. But then they get to come to this program, which is like a a, a kids youth program where they come in and they take different courses, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then they they get to meet you, and you're trying to share these. Now, were those things um, you were asked to come in and teach, or are those things that you, as a man, 
find important to share with them on top of what you're teaching them? So I was asked to teach Passport to Manhood. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. I was asked to teach that. I created Heart of a Gentleman. And pretty much this it's the same thing, except it's hands-on. And mm-hmm. I teach a lot more gentleman-like qualities. Dude, that's awesome. I, these are things that I actually didn't know even off camera. Like, this is new to me. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's been a blessing, man. So that's the first gig that I got, like, after my mm-hmm. um, mom passed yeah. in 2016. So I've done that since I still do that. Mm-hmm. So um, with my main source of income, I have jumped around just looking and trying to understand what I actually want to do outside of school because I don't desire really to go back. Right. So um, I became a care partner at a residential facility, we'll say. Yeah. Um, <laughs> for the elderly. Yeah. And um, I did that. Man. I got promoted to the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Camp became a cook. I so, got... so you were originally working with the patients, and then you went to the kitchen from there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And yeah promoted same, to a cook. Same building. Yep. Yeah. Promoted to a cook, and then figured out that I loved, which I already I knew I loved to cook, but I didn't realize how much I actually loved it. And every mm-hmm. time I would cook, it's like I got this glimpse of my mom because she taught me how to cook from a very young age. Mm-hmm. So it was like how I stay connected to her in mm-hmm. a way. So then I got promoted to sous chef. And then, you know, I still have my good graces over there, you know. And uh, my boss, great boss, his tactics, the way he is a manager, that's the same tactics I use today. Yeah. So, you know, you just treat everybody fairly, you know, not too lenient, not their friend, but knowing the balance, having the balance between friend and boss. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so man, as far as the money, um, which I don't really desire to talk about, but right. from none to being able to provide. Yeah, so. and, and that's what's important because a lot of times people get wrapped up in that uh, chasing the dollar type of yeah. life or keeping up with the Joneses, but you found a way to to meet your needs. Mm-hmm. And then uh, is this, have you met your current, like your today, like your wife, had you met her at this point yet in time? Um, before I was the care, I was a care partner. Mm-hmm. I had just met her. So after my mom died in 2016, um, in July, I met Hannah in October. Okay. Yeah. So, um, we didn't really date or anything like that yet until late October mm-hmm. and into November. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So you guys are, uh, hanging out then. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you do this job change, mm-hmm. you're starting to learn some managerial qualities, but also building up that connection with chef work, you know, mm-hmm. learn it, getting back in the kitchen, right? Uh, trying to, I don't know, what, what uh, for you personally, when you were, you said you had like that connection of mm-hmm. feeling like you were like back, back in the kitchen with your mom. Mm-hmm. What is, um, does, does that still, do you still get that feeling when you're working? Um, no, not with what I'm doing now, mm-hmm. just because it's just management. Okay. So, I mean, you're not actually preparing anymore. Not, I mean, to an extent, but it's food that's already been prepared. I'm just serving it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, not as much, Mm -hmm. but I guess when I cook at home. That's what I was wondering. Yeah. (laughs) When I cook at home, yeah, I still feel it a little bit, man. And my wife, you know, God bless her heart, you know, she's learning how to cook and learning (laughs) these things. And (laughs) what a a nice way of saying it, too. (laughs) Yeah, man. She's great. Like, she's, she's learned a lot, man. And I'll, Mm -hmm. yeah, it's, when you get married, it's just different, man. You don't know what people are actually capable of until you're living together. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, you know, I had no idea. Mm-hmm. 
And I was, when she would come to my house before, we were just dating, you know, I was always cooking for her. So, you know, now she cooks for me and, Aww, you know, for, feeds my son and I feed him too, but she's always with him. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so she's, she's a good wife. She's a good mom. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, um, throughout this point in time, you're, you're getting ready right after the, uh, the caretaking, mm-hmm. uh, role being a chef, you start to transition into working as the GM. Mm-hmm. What, and then along that way, are you, are you about to get married? Or did you, or did you get married after you rotated into the next job? I got married before I even knew I was gonna get another job. Okay. Yeah, I um. Risky. Yeah, man. I was <laughs> well. I mean, it was, I was comfortable there. Okay, because you were at the point to provide. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I was comfortable there, and um, my bosses were great. Uh, well, my direct boss, the executive chef, he mm-hmm. he's really great. And then the executive over the entire building, she was nice. You know, she was great. She, um, I got to take two weeks off after I got married mm-hmm. and um, even before my son was born, I was still there. And as soon as she was going into labor, I was off for two weeks. So that I was treated fairly over there. Good. So, you yeah. know, yeah. So um, now that you're doing, I guess out of all of these, cause I would try to frame this in a way that's more applicable to you uh, out of all of these jobs that you've had. And let's say music is a career for you mm-hmm. out of all those, what has been your most, favorite um i love to cook so of course the chefing thing mm-hmm. that's that's my favorite but music is right up there right you know like i love music i love making music i love writing music i love writing other music for other people yeah i enjoy all that and so. it's still like part of your day-to-day too like Absolutely. it's not it's not something you put on the back burner to do chef work yeah no it's um i'm i'm still trying to find the balance of husband mm-hmm. father and then work yeah and trying to make sure that my priorities at home mm-hmm. so um, i haven't done the best job at that being i'm only married for like a year yeah you're still fresh so it's still fresh i'm still learning but you know i'm trying to do my best to be better at that mm-hmm. but um i still love to work that's what i'm called to do and um i love to cook mm-hmm. and i love music yeah so, so there's not a, there's not a you know like the chef work is great but as far as the favorites like they're they're just all so up there right now yeah they're just up there for me i mean i love if i I could make a career out of music i would right you know so (laughs) but if you could make a career out of being a dad you know or or a husband like Mm -hmm. if that paid the bills that that'd be great you invest all your time in it right i'm telling you (laughs) yeah man i just want you know my son or and if we ever have any more kids to know that Mm -hmm. i worked hard but i was also at home too Mm -hmm. and that's most important that me. healthy balance yeah plus you want you, your kids are like sponges too i yeah. don't have a kid but I, i'm still a kid like they're <laughs> sponges right and they're gonna pick up whatever you're doing so if they see like how you balance your work life and your home mm-hmm. life they're gonna take that as a part of their as what they're doing mm-hmm. you know so that's that's good that you're setting those examples and plus you have all this experience of working with kids at the uh at ffy mm-hmm. and teaching them to be gentlemen right mm-hmm. and those are things that you've already all right, this is how I should interact with kids because you got years of experience with this. Mm-hmm. And now you can apply that to somebody that's learning to talk, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> Absolutely, man. I'm telling you. Like, it's, I made a lot of mistakes on the way. Mm-hmm. But Yeah, we all do. Yeah, man. Absolutely. But the blessing of it is being able to tell my experiences and share my stories because mm-hmm. I have millions to teach people, hey, that's not the move. Don't do that. Okay. 
what is the wildest story that you feel comfortable sharing publicly? Oh man, do you have a subject? <laughs> uh, uh, shoot, I'm sure. What, what's of interest to me? All right, uh, in the kitchen. I feel like that's come somewhat PG. Oh, PG thirteen. Yeah, that's that's PG. Um, in the kitchen. What's the wildest thing? Well, when I was a kid, man, um, my mom was at work, and I must have stayed home sick or something. Mm-hmm. And um, she was like, she was like, oh, I got you some McDonald's, so just go ahead and heat it up whenever you wake up and you get hungry. Blah blah. blah. I'll be home at uh-huh. three from work. Right. So. <laughs> I go and heat it up. I get hungry, blah, blah, blah. So I heat it up in the microwave, right? Mm-hmm. I did not take the wrapper off of the sandwich when I heated it up. And uh-huh. I heated it up for like 10 minutes. <laughs> so long story short, it caught fire. <laughs> and uh, yeah, m- my parents were happy. <laughs> so that was when I was a kid in the kitchen. <laughs> that That's that is a lessons learned that you can share to your kid. Yeah. And, but... Oh, on top of that subject, it is, in my experience, very important that um, whenever you're raising your kids, don't just say, don't do this. Like, it's so important to share those lessons mm-hmm. and, and explain to them. Because if you don't, you're basically teaching them it's good to learn from your lessons, but don't share them with others. Mm-hmm. And in your experience, like you're 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 trying to share those to help people have better lives. And mm-hmm. don't don't exempt your kids from that. I think it's really important to. Yeah, man. It's to a, let them learn. It's too. a huge thing with teaching or even discipleship when you're helping mm-hmm. other people in the faith or just in life mm-hmm. you know it's hard to it's hard for somebody to learn about god or to learn about the right things and the truth in life yeah when they have no basis for it especially if they're completely unbeliever or whatever yeah so it's best to be relational with them and to be able to share stories be transparent be authentic mm-hmm. with them so they can say hey well Maybe I can share my life a little bit. Yeah. And that's when truth happens and you clash and then, you know, yeah. it's better. Yeah. And and the, the cool part is your kid is a mini you for the most part. Like you're yeah. never going to find someone more like you than the, the thing you made. Right. Uh-huh. The, the little tiny person, the mini me. Right. So it's like if you can if you went through this, chances are they're going to go through it, too, mm-hmm. in some way. So it's always cool whenever you can uh, share those experiences with them. Yeah, man. It's a blessing and a half. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait till he starts talking. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited, too. I haven't even met him. I mean, I've seen like uh, met him. I <laughs> I've seen him carry around like the baby stroller, mm-hmm. but he's always asleep. So I actually haven't got experience of his human interactions. Right. Mm hmm. But I, I hear that's I'm sure cool. you will eventually at some point. I hope so. <laughs> I, I plan on being here for a while, so I, I'm excited to see him grow. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, uh, let's let's do one more question real quick, and we'll jump into sponsors real quick. So, uh, inspiration. As mm-hmm. far as what what got you into? I, it sounds like kitchen. You know, that was definitely your mom, and mm-hmm. also a little bit of circumstance. But uh, music wise, what what got you so into poetry? Uh, you know, music, beats, writing, and all that. Man, my mom was a singer. Um, yeah. yeah, she had a big influence on you. Like, yeah, that's dude. awesome, man. <laughs> she was, she was a singer, man. And um, my cousin actually, Devonte, he's also an artist, and he was really good. And I saw how talented he was. And I always did poetry since mm-hmm. I was a kid, and that's pretty much how it started. For it to actually become a thing. After the group, Mm -hmm. I talked to some other people and recorded some songs, but it wasn't really until I met DJ Clever. Oh, yeah. 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 Johnson? Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't until I met him to where 
it snapped. Something clicked. Yeah. And like it, it, it works. I mean, he's one of the most talented and rappers I've ever heard. Mm-hmm. You know, as freestylers I've ever heard. Yeah. Like he's just really good. And I was like, man, I got to be like that. I got to be like that. And then when he left, um, yeah, he went off to do his own thing for music. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like I can't remember where he went, the state. Mm-hmm. Um, but whenever he left, I came home and I wrote a song called Mixed Emotions. Mm-hmm. And that's when I like really found my sound. Like it, it was just different from everything that I've done. But he taught me about engineering, music engineering, yep. having an ear. You know, he just he influenced me a lot to be able to do it on my own. So shout out to him. Like I'm thankful for that. You know, it's he helped a lot. Yeah. But as far as music in and of itself, like I've always loved music. It's mm-hmm. it helps me throughout the day. And now when I'm hearing music, I can hear certain things that I like and certain sounds and where they might have messed up or yeah. where what they could have done better. It ruins pop music for you. Yeah. I, I can't listen to pop. Music <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> no, man. Yeah, once like, it's like uh, it's like once you have a taste for something or you, you become expert in it in a way, you just, it stands out to you. So like for me, it's cinema. I can watch something. I'm like, why would they do that? Or that shot, man. And it's such like, it's it's something so big like Marvel. It's like, well, who am I to critique it? Because it's amazing at the same time. But mm-hmm. then whenever you can do that with music or I assume food to you, you like, you can't go out to a restaurant with saying, all right, who, who's the chef? Yeah, man, no. Yeah, my wife's gone on to me a couple of times about that. Like, I'll just look at the menu. I'm like, oh, I've made that. I've made that. I've made that. And yeah. then I'll order something that I've made. Yeah. And it's just send it back. Can I what? talk to the chef? <laughs> hey, hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. Are you out of salt? Where's the seasoning? Why, I'm telling is there you, no bro. herbs? I'm te- bro, it would be like that. But I try not to be too much of a stickler, man, because everybody has their off days and yeah. you never know. Yeah. You know, so plus I mean, if they have a set menu and they're making the same thing and mm-hmm. the menu hasn't changed in three years, like it's it, they're, they're an artist, they're gonna get burnt out. They're gonna mm-hmm. lose their passion for whatever it is they're doing, whether that be music. You know, pop songs the same. What four chords every everyone? Yeah, same. You got thrown an eight oh eight, or otherwise like, it won't be good. Yeah, uh, yeah. People just get burnt out, and sometimes you gotta give them a little little grace there. Yeah, man. I get burnt out on my own stuff sometimes. <laughs> you know, and I just even when I'm making music, I get burnt out if I'm using the same flow or if all my all the beats that I'm choosing from beat selection sounds the same. Mm-hmm. Like I've made a lot of songs that I haven't released that are just different. Yeah, Rhyme Zone can only recommend so many words. <laughs> yeah bro no i'm not a huge fan but i won't say that i never used it so right 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 yeah Uh, okay (laughs) all right man well on top of the subject of music talking about things that we try not to get burned out on i know we say it every episode but i still love them hill zion records based out of nashville tennessee they are one of the companies that allow us to continue making podcasts like this they're here to support us they're here to fund us they're based out of nashville tennessee producing rap music some r&b a little bit there X Truth, uh, his real name, uh, Taurus Hearns, good friend of mine. We've been working together, done some lyric videos, and he's going to be coming up soon to contract signing, uh, getting some photo shoot done, maybe a concert. We're, we're still working on some deals here. But overall, it's a great group of guys, great team, and they produce some really good music. So if you guys need uh, something you, need to, you want to listen to, it's a little more upbeat, and you can still listen to it with the kids in the car. I highly recommend them. We'll have uh, links to them in the description below. If you're watching or listening, I guess, on Spotify, SoundCloud, uh, what else do we have? I don't think we do SoundCloud, actually. It's Google Play actually has the most views for our Spotify or, or SoundCloud and all that stuff. It's crazy. Um, 
iTunes, whatever you're listening to. I highly recommend YouTube. Come come see the faces. Meet Rich Harris. I think it adds a lot of uh, value there. Yeah, for sure. And plus, I just enjoy when I watch podcasts. I prefer to go there instead of Spotify or anything. Uh, all right. Let's talk about evolution. So it sounds like you've had a lot of change uh, talking to, and we left off on working with Clever. Clever's mm-hmm. impacted your style since that song. Was it Mixed Emotions, right? Mm-hmm. What um, Has your ch- style evolved at all? Has it changed at all? Are you just the same guy from 2017? No, nah, it's changed, man. <laughs> just the, I mean, my vocabulary has profoundly expanded, you know, yeah. and just the range of music that I do has expanded. Yeah, and probably so. journaling's helped a little bit with that too, I yeah, assume. Man. And I got friends that do music too, so like we'll bounce ideas off each other and mm-hmm. I got people that sing, like Darius, he sings, Hunter, he sings, you know, I I know people that sing, so now I'm trying to sing and get my voice, get the range out there a little bit, you know. Yeah, there's uh, Aha Gazelle, do you follow him at all? Uh, uh uh-uh. Okay, he has the one line where he's like, she said she doesn't date rappers, so I had to go and sing. (laughs) (laughs) So sometimes, sometimes you don't have that range. I know you do, so don't lie to me. But uh, sometimes rappers don't have the range, and you gotta Mm -hmm. rely on that auto tune. But uh, it is good to diversify or find friends that are diverse and bring them in Mm -hmm. and and change that style a little bit. Yeah, man, it's helped a lot. It's helped a lot. Darius is wonderful singer, and he's coached me a little bit on getting my vocals out and trying to yeah. give different tactics and what's your favorite trend right now in mainstream media Is mainstream there, media like mainstream music mainstream music yeah yep. i'm not a huge fan you don't there's nothing about anything coming out. okay i don't mean radio i mean like anything charting top 100 anything oh. up in there that's like oh i, I like that i want to adopt that. Is there anything out in the last two years that's come out that you're like i i've never heard that before it stood out to you um mainstream uh chances album oh yeah yeah um, uh, coloring books coloring or book. big day coloring book big okay. day was okay but coloring book was really good mm-hmm. his i mean if you listen to um 10 day yeah and then um acid rap yes and then coloring book they're so different yeah well i mean acid rap was different for reasons but yes yeah <laughs> yeah man we won't speak on that but yeah man coloring book was it was dope like how the the gospel centeredness of it and then all the melodies in it and he really showed how far he could actually reach oh yeah i mean by himself yeah no he he has a really it's a it's raspy because he smoked mm -hmm. a lot when he was younger but his voice is just so unique i was really impressed whenever he started like not only you know bars of course every time he's mm-hmm. a really good lyricist but he was actually able to hit some notes that i didn't expect with him mm-hmm. i thought that was pretty cool too yeah man he can man i've heard him on 10 day i could hear some of his tracks that weren't engineered as well mm-hmm. so i was hearing some of his, some of his singing it's like wow he actually has a decent voice mm-hmm. you know um like a like almost like a choir voice like those choir like those choir boys Dude, that's my favorite trend right now really Dude, i've i've loved it since he i think chance started it but chance is close with kanye and mm-hmm. kanye adopted it mm-hmm. i don't i i would be hard pressed to believe kanye started this movement but I, he i mean he does have 808s either way i love the choirs right now that is mm-hmm. I, it's a trend and i don't want it to die and i mm-hmm. love it whenever rappers did it i think what was it like six seven years ago they were doing dubstep and rap together i thought that was mm-hmm. cool or dubstep and choir at the same time i thought that was neat and now we're like starting to bring choir into rap and it's something i haven't heard of before 
you know, in the last three years, it started to pop off a little more. Yeah, and CHH, they did it quite a bit. Yeah. Um, some. Yeah. Just, well, I mean, it's Christian hip-hop, so, of yeah. course. Wave but, makers, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> but, um, yeah, man, uh, like Lecrae, he would mm-hmm. do it a lot. Mm-hmm. Andy did it some. Yeah. Um, KB definitely did KB, his. absolutely. Dude, KB, like, oh, oh, uh, when the Saints... Dude, that whole song's oh, yeah. crazy. Like, it's not just him and like one other rapper. Like, he has background vocals all over the place of mm-hmm. other artists of choirs. It's insane. Yeah, man. Or um, dude, he's just he's extremely talented. <laughs> for one, one six, I would say like, he yeah. bar for bar, lyrics bar for bar. He's the best rapper, I think. Yeah. But he's not the best songwriter. Mm-mm. For me, it would be Andy. Yep. He's the best songwriter. Well, I mean. Uh, he's also one of the only singers, I would say, on the whole record label. Yeah, but. <laughs> yeah, man. Lecrae tries, but yeah. nah, dude. Andy, <laughs> Andy's definitely. So every year, when you get the Spotify playback and it tells you what's been popping for you, it's every year the most played is KB it, really? by far. I don't know. Just everything he puts out sounds like it's radio ready. Really? In my opinion. Yeah. But I don't know. I like. I respect him. your opinion. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> <laughs> we we have differences when it comes to music, but I'm glad that's one that uh, isn't too far out left field. Yeah. And then, of course, Andy, like, uh, we're going right now, I'm going through Spotify and setting up a wedding playlist because wedding's coming up in, like, 65 days or so. Time this comes out, it'll be Congrats, less. by the way. Thanks, man. I, I Every once in a while, I'll get people, like, you know, oh, they'll warn you about marriage, but most people I've met, it's like, oh no, it's a great thing. Yeah, I won't do that to you. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> no, I'm I'm really look. We're both looking forward to it. But like I got saying right now, we're going through Spotify, and mm-hmm. I'm just trying to put together a selection of music, and like just so much of it, I didn't realize how. I mean, you got a uh, big day by Chance the Rapper, so that's mm-hmm. pulling in a little bit of wedding music there, uh, just something upbeat, a little fun, and then uh, Andy Menio. Mm-hmm. He has so many songs about his wife that I wasn't aware mm-hmm. of, or at the time his fiance transitioning into wife when he released the music. And it's like mm-hmm. a lot of his heartfelt and a lot of it's deeper than just that superficial, like, mm-hmm. are we in love? We get married. It's like, I'm struggling. And it, like, whether it be with family things or with, uh, with the relationship, but it, like that heart of we're going to commit and mm-hmm. we're going to work through it. And even on my bad days, she's there for me. Even on her bad days, I'm there for her. And it's like, I don't know. I just, I really love how deep he goes into his artistry. Yeah, man. He's, I would say his older music is a lot more transparent mm-hmm. it definitely. than it is now. Yeah. Was it Sea Light back in yeah, the day? Sea Light. <laughs> yeah, man. His Heroes for Sale is incredible. That's where most of my music's been coming from, actually. Yeah. I Heroes mean, his, for Sales. Yeah. Oh, man. That's a great album. And then um, Neverland was really good. Yes. I just went bo- through both of those albums in the last two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Neverland is probably my favorite one. I would oh, have yeah. to say. But the concept for Heroes was good. Yeah. Really good. Is it, uh, Neverland, that's the one where he talks about like being on the train and like seeing mm-hmm. seeing other people. And he's like, what's going on? And he's like questioning his heart and his motives. He's going through. Oh, no, that's Heroes. Is that Heroes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's called Superhuman. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. man. You're, I, I listened to it, but apparently you know it better than I do. <laughs> but yeah, no, like his music is just so transparent about how he feels about his family life. And mm-hmm. that's been something... Maybe it's less transparent now, but it's definitely been consistent throughout mm-hmm. all of his albums. Like, oh yeah, if you've listened to him in the row, you know, like, you know how his relationship with his dad is, with his mom, with mm-hmm. his, uh, with his sister. Even mm-hmm. what was the, uh, where was the one that with all on, the music video? That was on Uncomfortable. Yeah, dude, yeah. that was insane. Yeah, uh, I can't remember. This. Here's my heart, maybe or yeah. something like that. So for people that may have not seen this, I definitely recommend it. Um, Andy Minio, uh, his sister is 
is deaf, mm -hmm. but she's still has she's not she's not blind. She can see, and she has. Uh, he released this song for his sister, and she can feel the vibrations of the music mm -hmm. and see this video. And in the video, there's all these shapes and images, and they're moving and matching to the beat and the rhythm of the song, and it's just really neat because he said when he played this for her, she started crying mm -hmm. because that was the first time she could experience the true beauty of music. Now, I mean, I'm sure there's other points in her life where she was at least able to feel it or recognize it, but to her, that was such a big moment. And it was just so cool because I've never, no one's ever done that before as far mm -hmm. as I'm aware. It was dope, man. And he, he did some sign language mm -hmm. in it too. Yeah, yeah he you did. Know? And I remember in some of his songs, he was talking about how he just, didn't pick it up, you know, yeah. just because he didn't want to. Yeah. And how it's just that video alone. It was like, wow, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Affected like just one person and it being his sibling. Yeah. Well, it didn't affect just one person in the height. Like looking back at it now, like there's so many people. Uh, I have a friend that um, she, she teaches. Uh, well, I don't know if she teaches exactly, but she learned ASL and she works with kids that uh, have hearing impairments. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm not trying to be too PC, but I honestly don't know all the words I'm supposed to say now. <laughs> and mm -hmm. long story short, she was explaining how meaningful this song was to a lot of the students mm -hmm. because this was the first time they even experienced it. So even though it was for his sister, it was super meaningful and heartfelt. There's so many people out there that for, maybe for the first time were able to experience the true beauty of music in a way, something mm -hmm. a lot of us may be taken for granted on a daily basis. Yeah, man, it's... And that's so powerful. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, I know some some rappers now have, like, um, a person that does sign language at their shows. Oh, yeah. Have oh. you seen that? Oh, yeah. It was the the one where the rapper goes up next to the girl's yeah. sign language and they start, like, bouncing to it. Yeah. I can't think of who that was. I don't remember, but he was rapping pretty fast. And, and she was just dude, she was all over the place. <laughs> it was it was insane. It was cool. I want to pull that up if we can. It was pretty cool. If uh, if we find that, throw that up over this conversation real quick. Um, uh, learning, yeah. Let's. I think we're going to be coming to an end here soon, so let's go through some rapid questions. Learning, what's been the biggest, most helpful thing for you? Whether it be mentors or uh, reading books, uh, uh, taking that time alone to meditate. I know you mentioned meditate quite a bit, but learning, whether that be music or or how, what it takes to be a man, mm -hmm. in your own words, like how, how has that been for you, man? I would say the biggest influences in my life um, outside of my parents would have to be um, um, Anthony Blair. Really? Yeah. That's so cool. Actually, the first time I met Anthony, he was you guys were hanging out together. Yeah, man. So how is uh, how is Anthony uh, for people that may want to grow like you? You know, like what what has Anthony offered you in your life that has helped you develop so well? Man, he when I first came to the faith. I um, was going through a moving situation mm -hmm. and I came to the face. So I just didn't want to be around certain people, blah, blah, whatever. Yeah, so setting up boundaries. Yeah. So we we're about to go to Puerto Rico for a, work, for a mission trip. Mm -hmm. And then Anthony told me to think about it, but I could live with him. So think about it over the trip. When I come back, make a decision. So I decided to live with him. Um, that's actually in his old house, in his backyard is where we came up with SOG, the idea. Not mm -hmm. me and him, but. Yeah. You know, me and Greg or whatever. So um, he just has taught me about choice making and decision making and the truth. And along with all these other different concepts that I learned about mm -hmm. Christianity, per se, but allowing me to 
be okay with being me mm-hmm. and having an authentic faith and actually knowing what that looks like and what that actually is. And it was the first time I actually ever seen it. Mm-hmm. You know, Luke Erb, he's another person I would throw up there. Yeah, you know, I, I'd throw him up there too. Yeah, they're like-minded, man, when it comes to certain theo- theology and stuff like really? that. Really? I never knew that. Yeah, they're, they're pretty like-minded in oh. certain areas. So, you know, I'll throw Luke up there. You know, he's he's helped me a lot. He... Um, counseled me, did premarital counseling for me, yeah. still does counseling yeah, for he me. He did our premarital too. Do you think he would be somebody that people could learn from then? Oh, absolutely. Do you think it'd be worth having him on the podcast? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been absolutely. trying to talk him into it for a while, him and Budnick both. We got Budnick on the week before you after quite a bit of uh, coercing, but he, he was finally able to find some time. So next up, uh, we need to add Luke Herb. And actually, we already have Anthony Blair on, uh, on our, uh, uh, I guess, order of things. I think he mm-hmm. might be up. Next week, because I think we got Ryan for the following. So yeah. yeah, they're both very wise brothers. Oh yeah, and I, I'm in communication with them both. Yeah, they read a lot. That's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> and that's one thing I learned <laughs> is to always seek out more information. Mm-hmm. You know, so I just read a couple of books, and I'm going through First Enoch right now. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. So like, it's just there's just a lot, man. And we're doing a discipleship thing right now, and there's just a lot. Huh. Yeah, so it's it's actually helping my mind, and it allows me to be priest, prophet yeah. of my house. Yeah, you're talking the Enoch as in uh, the Bible Enoch mm-hmm. or the uh, the book of Enoch, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so like Enoch from the Bible, but it's his book. His book. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so I've actually talked to Luke about that, uh, and we I know we said rapid-fire questions. So like the book of Enoch, I want to talk more about this off-camera, but like the validity of books that aren't incorporated and are um protestant bible you know Mm -hmm. like we have x amount of books and there's some that are out and whether or not certain books are valid and whether or not they bring value of course you know luke herb's a man of will read it Mm -hmm. and evaluate it you know type of thing so uh yeah i'd love to talk more about that off camera yeah for sure and i'm gonna if we have luke on here i'll bring it up first thing (laughs) yeah man well i actually have his copy (laughs) so (laughs) yeah but he bought it and i was like hey bro let me (laughs) (laughs) let me let me let me cop that yeah bro so misunderstandings do you have any misconceptions people have about you um or what you do i'm sure that there are but i'm not really concerned about it (laughs) i like that (laughs) i'm sure there are like no i'm not perfect yes i make mistakes yes i've done bad things but praise god that i'm here now and i'm doing my best to be the best that i can be yeah so i like that that's the best i'll be honest that's the best answer i've heard whenever i ask people that question (laughs) Yeah, man, it's like why waste your time caring about? They're sleeping at night. Why, why care? Yeah, you know. So I just, I don't. Yeah, yeah if you have a, if you have a problem with somebody, confront them and then yeah. bring it up because they may not even know it bothered them, right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So advice. What's uh, what's give me a cute quote. What's the biggest piece of advice that uh has helped you grow? Um, I don't got any cute quotes, but <laughs> <laughs> what you got? What you got then? Um, the biggest advice i guess for life in and of itself mm-hmm. um is to know god yeah that's the best thing i could tell anybody because without him nothing is is possible you gotta have him you gotta have something ground you yeah something to ground you something a, a basis for truth in the scriptures is that basis yeah you know um for life for music i guess just do it yeah like if you think that you got something just do it you never know until you do it and that applies to cooking too right yeah applies to cooking yeah you know just try it you burn something up hey 
Yeah. So I actually, I mean, I, I try to study quite a bit. Like I really enjoy cooking. And um, mm. one of the things that I've learned is a lot of people don't have a good sense of taste, myself included. Mm-hmm. And one of the things they talk about is like, until you learn how to taste properly, mm-hmm. you're not going to be adequate in the kitchen. Like you should still try stuff and go out, but mm-hmm. definitely try to find a way to practice like the palate. Because mm-hmm. if you're if your um, guide in a way, if your palate isn't good, if your guide isn't good, it's going to lead you in wrong directions. Mm-hmm. You're like, I need more salt. It's like, no, you don't. You need seasoning. You need some herbs. You need something in there. So I, I mean, that's my two cents. But I'm not a chef. <laughs> yeah, man. No, I I completely agree with that, dude. Like, if you are a picky eater, mm-hmm. it's going to be hard for you to be a chef. If you can't taste, if you don't know what good food actually is. It's going to be hard to be a chef. Yeah. So the easiest thing I would tell people if they wanted to cook mm-hmm. is, you know, learn all the basics, you know, have your basic, your knife skills, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And when it comes to actually food, food, eat everything. Try, try your best to eat a bunch of different foods culturally. Yeah. Try authentic Hispanic food, authentic Japanese food, authentic Chinese food. Just try all these realms of mm-hmm. food and it'll help your palate because they put a lot of different things that oh, yeah. we're not accustomed to in, in America. Mm-hmm. So so much more flavor too. Yeah, man. I mean, Oh man, I love authentic. Not, not to hate food. on American food, you know, but I mean, most of the food we have, we just copied from other places. Anyways. Absolutely. It's where we're melting pot stuff comes in, but you know, you don't realize some like some herbs, seasoning fruits, other things that we don't have here are even available, what they taste like and how they mix well. I just learned mm-hmm. recently that you can put a lemon in so many different things mm-hmm. and like the flavor that brings, like we just put lemon on fish here, but mm-hmm. it's like, no, you can, you can use that for a ton of other stuff, right? Oh yeah. So there's just so many creative ways um, to, to encompass different cultures and bring that together and make something delicious. Yeah, for sure, bro. Yeah. A lot of that. Yeah. All right, man. Well, that, um, we didn't even get to talk about catering. All right, let's let's. We talked about goals. Uh, I don't know. You you want to share catering anything like that? Talk about your future. What your um, goal is? Or my future goal is you know to cater mm-hmm. one day to own my own restaurant. Yeah, I'll name it Lisa's after my mom. So Dude, that's all. Oh, man, yeah. I'm still learning. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I dream to do. Um, but I I really do want to cater. I want to get my name out there. Yeah. When it all comes right. To that. If you guys, if you guys, um liked ridge today and you think you might want to try his food maybe maybe let us know in the comments let him say hey uh, like i want to try lisa's something like that let him know that uh, there's a yeah. need for it people around here would definitely love it i don't know if you'd want to open it in columbus but yeah i think that's awesome and where where would people leave that you know other than on this video where can people find you where can people come hang out uh learn from you yeah man at sog music that's pretty much yeah my tag my handle um at sign sog music two c's at the end okay so we'll have links uh the description below for anything he called out today again shout out to clever johnson shout out to luke herb shout out to anthony blair get them all in there uh overall man it's been a great talk i love having you on here i love anytime we get to hang out because the talks are usually pretty deep yeah bro for (laughs) sure (laughs) for people you know stuck it out we really appreciate it if you guys enjoyed this video feel free to share it pass it around with friends um if you know anybody that you think might be similar to Ridge here or other people we've had on the show, creative, innovative entrepreneurs, people trying to make a change difference in the community, people trying to better themselves, let us know. Pass them on to us. We'd love to have them. Triflix.com. Send them our way. 
as well as if you're a sponsor or you're interested in one-time sponsorships, uh, we would love to shout you out, even if it's a silent sponsorship. And uh, it would really help us continue producing these. Uh, we've got a pretty nice studio here, and we'd like to keep that quality. Yeah, yeah I feel that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Rich. I really appreciate you coming hey, on, I man. appreciate you, dog. Yeah, have a good one, man. You too. Bye. Thank mm-hmm. you.